Hey everyone, this is Josh back with Cardboard Chronicles. In this episode, I'm interviewing Justin, aka Charger21 Sports Cards on Instagram. Justin collects Chargers cards, LeBron James, Devin Booker, RG3, and really anything that catches his eye. He's got a really sick collection, lots of cool stuff. In this episode, we're going to talk about how he's focused recently on consolidating some of his collection just to what he actually loves and how he's moving into more LeBron cards for his future. And we also talk about some of the Zion craze that's been going on recently and other fun topics, so stay tuned. And don't forget to check out howtocollectcards.com, a website I created dedicated to helping collectors of all skill levels build their collections. Feeling like you just don't know where to begin, you don't know what all these different things mean within the hobby, I've created this dictionary and I'm giving it away completely free. It has over 120 terms, all the terms that you need to know to get started collecting cards. We're also offering an advanced training course that is comprised of 17 different parts, everything from learning what cards you should be focused on buying for yourself, what cards are worth, where to buy the cards, when to buy cards to save yourself the most money, how to avoid different mistakes within the hobby that a lot of people make. Uh, it's just got everything that you need to be successful collecting cards, so please check that out. We've also got a bunch of new bonus content, and any new content that I create for the training course gets added for free, so if you've bought the course already, you're going to get all that new content, and it's free for life. I'm going to keep adding stuff to it. There's always going to be new content helping everyone, so please check it out. It's really extensive. It's got tons of great information. I think it's going to bring a lot of value to a lot of people. Hey, Justin, what's going on, man? Hey, man, how you doing? Pretty good. How about yourself? Yeah, good, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Appreciate yeah, of it. Course. Thanks for joining. So uh, why don't you start us off, tell us a little bit, a bit about yourself, and also your background in the hobby. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'm 37 years old. I'll be 38 in about two weeks. Um, born in Perth, Australia, Western Australia. I uh, moved to America when I was 30 years old. Um, when I was, I was just traveling, actually. It was the second time I traveled to America. Um, and then when I was in New York City, I met my now wife and uh, we lived there for about two years and then we moved to Philly. She's from Philly. I lived in Philly for five years and now I'm in Austin, Texas. Um, and yeah, I'm a carpenter by trade, but currently part-time stay-at-home dad, part-time carpenter, part-time working in a brewery and also still playing a bit of music, which as I go on, I'll tell you a little bit more about that. But anyway, that's about it for now. So life's good. So why don't you jump in and tell us about your, what got you started in the hobby, where you're at now with it? Yeah, cool. Okay. Um, so basically like I remember being, uh, 10, about 10 years old and my brother who's two years older than me, um, we were getting into basketball, the Australian basketball league. I think it was around like the early nineties. Um, it was starting to really take off, uh, you know, I mean, probably just cause in, in America, you know, like getting the coverage, we're getting more coverage from America, the NBA and stuff. And cause of Jordan, I guess. Um, and so I remember one day we went to the local, uh, sneaker shop and they had, a, they had these basketball cards from the NBA. And, uh, I remember my brother really wanted to get some packs and we got some packs. I think it was 91, 92 hoops. And, uh, I remember he pulled the Jordan out of a pack, just the Jordan base card. And we were just blown away. That was just awesome. You know? So, um, 
I don't know if we ever put the set together, but I remember my mum and dad would take us and we'd buy them. And it was probably like a dollar for a packet then. It wasn't that bad at all. So my parents would be happy to buy us, you know, five, six packs at a time. Anyway, um, and then I guess like the dream team in 92, I remember watching those Olympics and uh, it all, I think the whole of Australia and probably the whole world actually, um, basketball just really took off and exploded. And I remember kids at my school and I'm not just saying this, like me and my brother were probably the first ones at my primary school, which is our elementary school in Australia um, that had cards and binders and stuff. And then within like a month after the Olympics, like everyone was buying cards, you know, everyone at my school. I'm not, I'm not joking. Like literally every kid in my class had like a binder and you know, just files of just full of cards. And it was, it was mayhem, man. And there were shops popping up actually. Uh, this would have been like 93, 1993. I remember it was like the Shaq rookie year. We had, I remember there was one or two shops in the city. And then within like a year, there was probably like 15 to 20 shops in Perth alone. And Perth is like a really isolated, small city of Australia compared to Sydney and Melbourne anyway. And, uh, yeah, it was just madness, man. And, and we loved it. Like we loved the trading at school. And, you know, I remember kids even getting in fights over cards. It was nuts. And, you know, these were like the junk wax cards, you know, cards that were only worth like 10, 20 bucks or something, you know? So, but uh, that's where it all started, man. And then I sort of remember it dying about like 1995, 96. It just all kind of died. Like it spiked and then it just crashed. And um, there was, I think, it went back to only two shops and they're still there today, actually, um, in Perth. Um, but it just, I think because of the, the, the major, um, production, obviously the wax, the junk wax. And just, I think people were starting to think it was a bit of a scam, you know, because like people were saying, oh, cards are worth money. And then like cards, no one wanted to buy those cards cause there were so many of them. So it kind of died out. And then as I grew older, I think when I was about 16, I sort of got into music and I started playing in bands and I played in bands for about till I was 30 actually. And I didn't buy like one packet of cards literally because I just, everyone I knew, we all sort of got out of it. And I think I was just growing up and, you know, girls, uh, parties, you know, it all took over. Like I didn't really care. I mean, I loved watching games and sports, but, the whole collecting thing wasn't really a thing anymore. So yeah, it sort of went to that, let that place for like 15 years and I had a great time doing what I did with the music. That was my passion that took over. Um, and then I got to America, I think the second time when I came here, which was when I met my wife, um, we we're living in New York city. And I remember, I think it was the middle of winter and New York and Philly can be pretty, cool in the winter especially for from australia um and we went to i found a card shop down near wall street i don't even know if it's there anymore um and i went in and i sort of was like wow cards this is pretty cool so i bought a box of cards because i never ever as a kid got a box of cards ever at once i never was able to buy a whole box and it was like a dream you know it was a nostalgia thing um, and I think that's why a lot of us older guys sort of get into it is the nostalgia. And, uh, I bought this box of cards and I think it was just like Panini. This was two, uh, 2012. So 
it was a panini box and I think it was only a hundred bucks or something. And I remember opening it and I was kind of like, Oh wow, this is cool. Things have changed a lot. You know, there was like a couple of numbered cards in there and you know, a couple of autos, like when I was collecting back in the nineties there, I don't think there was any autos in the stuff I was buying. So it was really interesting, but I didn't have a clue what that, what I was doing. I really didn't know, you know, what anything was worth. And I, I remember pulling a Draymond green auto in that box and I put it away for like a couple of years. And when I first got it, I was like, oh, who the hell is this guy? You know, Draymond Green. The hell? <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, like two years later, I remember going through a box and I'm like, oh, wow, I've got a Draymond Green rookie auto. That's pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of from 2012 to about 2015. I wasn't really that deep into it. I was just buying like the odd box here and there just for fun. And, uh, you know, just hoping to get a player that I liked you know, or something cool. And then when my kids were born, which I have twins um, that are four and a half, nearly five, uh, I remember they were born in winter, very long, cold winters in Philly. And especially when you have newborns, you tend to spend a lot of time at home and inside. And I was getting more and more into cards. I just was on my computer. I was watching breaks. I was going in breaks. Um, I was looking at YouTube videos of people just ripping cards and collections and whatever and yeah about 2016 I was right into it around then and since then I've I've been pretty full on in it and you know I've I've assumed like a decent collection that I'm pretty happy with you know um and learned a lot actually you know like you've I've, I know you've got that um how to buy cards and that you know it does take time to really understand you know like markets and you know uh they just even on eBay like little abbreviations and things you know so i feel like right now i'm at a pretty good spot man so yeah it's cool nice why don't yep. you uh, transition and show us what you got and kind of give us a taste for what's in your pc and what you got yeah cool so uh i know some of you probably know already and some of you probably don't is um my instagram is charger 21 which the story behind that is people always ask me like why do you go for the charges because i'm australian and um in 2009, the first time I came to America, just as, as, a, as a tourist, um, I did the whole West Coast. So I went to California, um, Portland, Seattle, Vancouver, um, and Nevada. And while I was there, I really wanted to watch a football game because I'd seen it on TV and I thought it was just awesome. Um, but obviously in Australia, we play basketball, but we don't play football. So I thought it'd be really cool to go to a, a football game. And the only game I could get to was a Chargers game, um, which I'm glad it was the Chargers because San Diego is my favorite city in, in America that I've been to anyway. Um, and they were playing at home and they were 13 and three that year. So they had a really good team. Um, Tomlinson was still playing, who was number 21 and you know, Hall of Famer and everything. And I just decided to go for the Chargers. Hence, when I started my Instagram page back in 2015 or whenever it was, um, I just needed something. So I went with Charger 21. Okay. So anyway, I'm going to show you a couple of cards and, uh, they're just, these are just cards that I really love and appreciate. Um, so I've got this one first. It's a pop one. So PSA pop one, PSA 10, Joey Bosa, RPA, which he's one of my favorite players. Cause like in football, I really appreciate defense, you know? So I think defensive players, Go very undervalued, especially like the really good ones, you know. So that one's pretty cool. That's a good looking card. 
Yeah, it's nice, man. Like the patch is really cool with the with the with the lightning bolt piece. Um, this is a card I got recently, which I was looking for for ages, um, which I just love because it's it's like early Prism Gold, and it's uh, Keenan Allen, who I think is an absolute stud, and it's PSA ten, which is cool. But the funny thing is, they they messed up on the they put Gopple, <laughs> which. You know, I mean, it doesn't annoy me that much, but I'm like, okay, Gopple pr- Prism, okay? <laughs> so I've got that one there. That's um, my favorite year of Prism, that, that one right there. Is, is awesome. Yeah, well, it's like the, in the basketball, like the Giannis rookie year, you know? Yeah. And uh, I think the golds look amazing from that year. But uh, here's another Keenan Allen, which I really like, and it's it's a sticker auto, but it's a one-on-one rookie, and it's like the shield, nine five yeah. ten. Which, as a Chargers fan, like these are these cards are really cool, you know. So, um, and then I got two cards here, which I'm I'm maybe thinking about moving, but I'm also maybe not thinking about moving. It's a weird one, you know how it is sometimes. Um, and the reason why is because I've only been a Chargers fan for ten years, so um, this guy wasn't actually playing since I've been a fan, but I know he's he was definitely a legit player, but. I got the Junior Seo PMG Green, which is a pop eight, which is it's the only one graded by PSA. So I mean, you know, some people, you know how it is with these '90s cards. People go, "What's a PSA eight? It's, it's not that cool." Like, and I'm like, dude, look at the pop reports. Pretty much every PMG is an eight or less. Like, if you find a nine of a PMG Green or red, like that's that's really really good. You know, you're not finding no ten. So that's a pot one, and this is a pot one too, which I got graded recently, but that's Junior Sayo, which is another PMG from, I think it's 90, Maybe. 99, which yeah. I think looks pretty cool. I say that the, the PSA slabs, you know, things just pop a lot better too, you know, when, when you're looking at the cards. Um, and just a couple of Phil Rivers, you know, he's my guy. I love Rivers. He's been playing since I've been sporting him, and I think he's really underrated and undervalued as well, so... But uh, I've got just one of his rookie refractors, which I, I love those cards. They're awesome. Um, which that's not numbered. That's just the base. But then there's this one here, which is from the same year and the same set. There's only 100 of these. But it's kind of like a, just a little insert. It's one of my favorite cards. Just, you know, the chrome chrome refractors. They just look awesome. And, and just like one of his rookie tickets, which is one of my favorite cards. Which I think I got this for about 50 bucks, maybe... Wow. About four years ago. And I think these ones, I know it's an eight five, but I think the last one sold around six or seven hundred dollars. So for an eight five. Yeah. Um, so you know, it was a pretty cool pickup. But then I also have this is a card I think you'll like because I know you like this stuff. Um it's Jerry Rice PMG Championship, which it's not really because it's in the Beckett slab, it's not really coming up <laughs> that good. But uh yeah, that's the fifty and I really like those. I think I was talking at the national. I think these are, these are the best looking PMGs. I think yep, agreed. One last football card, which I have to share is, um, I have like a PC of Robert Griffin, the third, which most of it's in a binder. Cause it's only, you know, $5 cards, but I picked this up recently, which was a card that when I, when I got back into the hobby in 2012, I just, he was all the rage. And this card to me was like the card. And I picked this up recently, which it's the cracked ice of RG3, um, which, you know, it's, it's one of those things like 
to, to flippers and that, they're probably like, whatever. But to me, like, this is a card that I was looking for for years. And when I was looking for it, this card was about three or four grand, you know, and I got this for $195. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I got it. Not only did I get it and it has the nostalgia, but I got it for such a good price that I, I was just, I love it, man. It's awesome. So anyway, that's enough for the football. I got this one baseball card and the reason I'm going to share this is that living in Austin, I've been to Round Rock Express, which is the minor league team for the Astros. And this year I got to see this guy play quite a bit um, up there. I went to a few games and he's actually like pretty much in the running for the rookie of the year. So he's been hitting heaps of home runs and everything. Jordan Alvarez, I know some of the baseball guys definitely know who he is, but this is a pretty cool card, which I picked up before he actually got into the majors. So I got it for a good deal, but he's, you know, I've seen him play. I think, you know, when you see someone play, it definitely makes you, like, really get more into them. Like, I've seen LeBron play. I saw Kobe play. Um, I've seen, you know, quite a few guys now. I didn't get to see Jordan, unfortunately. But uh, that that's still cool. But, yeah, like, when I saw Kobe play, actually, in 2009, um, he hit the game-winning shot over Dwayne Wade, actually, um, at the Staples Center, which after that game, I was just like massive Kobe fan. But the funny thing is right now, I only own literally one good card of his. And I got this recently too. It's just a gold select, which I thought looked pretty cool to 10. Um, I've had a lot of Kobe stuff over the years. And for some reason I'd sold it and I always regret it. I'm like, what, the, what are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm sure I'm not the only one, but I, yeah, I regret it. But this one, I know you were like, this is when I was a kid, this was my guy. So this is Zoe. PMG red number 14 of a hundred. So this is a pretty cool card. Um, only really good Zoe I have as well. And I feel like Zoe's one of those guys who came out in the wrong era, like Shaq where, you know, there's a lot of his cards were mass produced. So it's kind of like, then they're, they're not very desirable as a collector, but that PMG red is cool. Um, and now oh, I'm going to show you this card. This, Here's a card I got from my friend, John, who's a massive uh, Devin Booker fan. And he's from Kentucky as well, which is where he went to college. But he, we did a deal with this. And this is probably my favorite card in my collection. Or maybe, I don't know. My LeBrons are pretty good, but I like this one as well. Nice. So yeah, that's an RPA out of 99. It's a 910. Um, yeah, it's a sweet card that, you know, I think the guy is an offensive weapon. I just hope, you know, his defense, he can pick it up a bit on the D. But, you know, I've seen him play as well. Actually, I saw him play in Philly when I was living there. He dropped 46 and they want this, the Suns beat the Sixers and they were rubbish, but he put 46 up. So, you know what I mean? Like you see these guys play and you see him put up a good game like that and you're like, oh, wow, cool. This guy's pretty good. Yeah. So that was cool. And I got three left. Um which are all the bronze, which I showed you this one I got at the National, which I'm really happy with. And it's like the, it's an old label too, which I, I looked it up. I think it was graded in 2005. So, you know, it's pretty cool. Nice these gone, yeah, these gone up a bit as well in the last couple of months, I've noticed. Um, this one I got recently, which I think looks really cool, like the design. As you know, I know you've had one or maybe a few of these. I don't know. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I really like that one, which is number 250. And this one here is probably my second favorite card or tied with the Booker, which is, I bought this card for about 500 bucks, man. And 
I just love it. It's it's LeBron game used jersey and on card auto, and the and the auto is just like as bold as bold can be. And you know, it, it graded a seven five, which the label kind of annoyed me a bit. Not that I'm big on grades, but I just got the authentic. I got them to switch it to authentic. I just thought it looked better. So that's probably my favorite card in my collection, which, like I said, I got it for a good deal. And it's number six as well. Number six of 50, which oh, nice. kind of hopefully goes back to that next year. So, yeah, that's basically my best stuff that I have right now. Uh, yeah. One thing that I love about cards is like when I look at someone else's collection, I can, I can like, I can know a lot more about you. You know, you can like figure out what people like and I can know like where you've lived almost and like yeah, you watch over the years just by looking at your collection. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, like I, I told you, you know, I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to compact my collection so I don't become a hoarder. So I do have a whole lot of other stuff in, in my office, but you know, it's, these are the best ones I think. And the ones that I'll probably roll with for a while, but, uh, you know, I just find like, I love the hobby and all, but sometimes you, you look at your stash and you've just got piles of stuff and you're thinking, do I really need this? Maybe I can consolidate all this stuff and put it into something really nice. Just one, one really nice card that you want to get, you know? So that's one of my plans with my future is to just try and keep it, you know, down to a, keep it simple. And especially like my wife, she's happy with me collecting, but it's more, don't become a hoarder. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's so easy to do it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying to anyone out there, you know, that they're bad for doing it because it, it can become easy you buy a few boxes and all that. But yeah, that's the game plan anyway. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's jump into that. That's kind of what, um, you know, jumped me into wanting to talk to you tonight is uh, just the consolidation topic. It's been kind of on my mind a lot as well. And I've seen other people doing the same thing. So where, yeah. Uh, what kind of stuff are you looking to, to sell out and what kind of stuff are you looking to jump into? Yeah, well, I think, you know, going to the National was really cool. I've, I've been before, actually. Um, I went in 2016 to Atlantic City because I was living in Philly and it's it's super close. I didn't even have to stay um, anywhere overnight. It's only an hour drive. Um, and when I went in 2016, I went with my brother and I honestly like didn't have a clue what I was doing, man. I just went there and I was happy to be there, but I was buying like all kinds of stuff, you know, this, that, boom, boom, boom. Like I didn't even take anything to trade and I didn't really know anyone, but going this year, um, you know, after meeting a lot of the guys from, from the internet and uh, chatting with people and just seeing how some guys there, their collections and whatever, you know, I, I realized like, how, how much I've changed with things and, you know, just trying to keep focused and, you know, identifying more like iconic stuff rather than buying like a, you know, a totally certified sticker auto of, you know, someone, you know, I know what I want now with my collection and my main focus from here on out is probably going to be more LeBron James. And just because, you know, the, the obvious reasons, um, being obviously a future Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. Three uh, three titles, four MVPs. I just and I've seen him play, and I've always liked LeBron. And I feel like going to LA, like I don't know, with with AD, and if they can keep healthy, that's the key, obviously. Um, but you never know; they might have a chance to win another ring. But I just find that with LeBron, I I, I never 
buy anything of LeBron, even if it's a base card, I never buy it and regret it. Like, it's not like, oh, what did I spend that money on that for, you know? I feel like he's the one guy that I always can buy anything and I'm like, cool, because I've even got a binder of his stuff I just put in his low-end stuff. So that's my future. And even like the Charger stuff, like I will still collect Charger stuff, but more just players that, you know, I've had, I've seen the Chargers play like 10 times actually, and they've only lost once and it was in overtime. So they've given me a lot of good memories, but it's more like Keenan Allen, Phil Rivers, um, you know, the guys that have played since I've seen him play, you know, so I'll just keep focusing on that as well. But mainly like LeBron and his rookie stuff, I think is the future for me, but more just, you know, rather than having, you know, 500 LeBron cards, I'd rather have one really, really good card, you know? So that's my future focus with it. So, you know. That's the most interesting part to me of of what you're talking about is, uh, you know, I think in cards, the stigma is that people kind of have a lot of them. And it's usually like when you hear about cards, you kind of picture people with piles or, you know, closets full of cards. Yeah. The trend is kind of moving towards having fewer pieces. and Yeah guys like you and me are even finding that our happiness goes up by having fewer, better cards. Um, yeah. Just talk about that a little more. Yeah. You know, I mean, the thing that I've found is, uh, I've, I literally, and this is no joke. I, Devin Booker, I've got one auto of him. LeBron James, I have one auto. I don't have more than two autos of any player because I just don't, to me personally, and this is not a dig at anyone, like you can collect whoever you want. You can have as many autos of whoever. But for me personally, I just find it that I don't need to have 40 autographs of one player. I'd rather just get like, even that Keenan Allen, it was a sticker auto, but it's like an NFL Shield rookie one-on-one. Like I'd rather have that card than 40 other Keenan Allen autos, you know what I mean? Because a rookie Shield one-on-one is to me like, there's not much better than that. There's a few better, but there's not a lot better. So that's the way I think. And I mean, there's guys out there that I know I see who have like huge collections. And I mean, I'd love to have 50 Michael Jordan autos. I mean, that would be fantastic. Obviously I can't afford it, but just where I'm at, everyone's different. You know, I don't, I've got kids, you know, I don't have endless cash. So I have to just prioritize and make sure, you know, I can have fun with the hobby and, you know, have a, have a LeBron auto on card and enjoy it but you know like i never think wow i need more because it's just where i'm at right now where with kids and everything like you know you can have the hobby but just keep it to where you can handle it you know that's the main thing for me and i i know in the past i was a bit there was a time probably three years ago where i had so much stuff like i had so much and my wife was like hey man like you got a lot of stuff in here you really need it and I was kind of like, I don't actually really need this. So I ended up selling a lot of stuff. Some of it I do, like I said, I regret because it was like Kobe and stuff. But, you know, right now, like I said, I'm sort of back in a place where I'm pretty happy, you know, with what I have. And, you know, it's kind of like stuff that I know that it's more like I was saying, having a personal connection, you know, going to see LeBron or going to a Chargers game and, and just, I'd rather have stuff of players that I've seen as well, you know, rather than, you know, just cause someone's the rookie of the year or whatever. I'd rather have a LeBron or something or, or a Phil Rivers or whatever, you know, just having that personal thing with it, you know? So then 30, 40 years down the road, if I still have this stuff, 
I'll always go, oh, I remember seeing Phil Rivers play, you know, for the Chargers, like, you know, so that's the way I think about it anyway. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, collectors out there that I've encountered that feel like, um, you know, they've built up certain cards or maybe they collect a certain player and then they feel almost guilty selling some of that stuff. And yeah. I really wanted to bring you on and hear from you and <clears throat> just get like your perspective on why you're doing it. And to me, it makes total yeah. sense. And, you know, you can't like question someone else and everyone has their reasons. And Yeah. Well, the thing is the way that I see like value in cards is obviously we want to have collections that are desirable by other people. Um, because then, then, you know, if you ever really, if you want to get rid of it, you know, you can get something back for it. But at the same time, like, you know, if there, I know a lot of guys out there that are really good with it too, where they, you know, if I remember like that Nat, Nat Turner guy who has like the most insane stuff, um, you know, you kind of want to, I'm at a point now where when, when I was getting back in the hobby, like didn't know what I was doing, I was like I said, buying whatever. And, and I was just buying, 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 buying. And it was just stacking up of whoever, whoever I thought was going to be good 10 years from now, someone who's a rookie, whatever. But I feel like now for me as a collector, it's got to be a card that I know that, you know what, if, if all this, if all this hobby goes down the drain, or not fully down the drain, but if, you know, if it collapses, like, will I still be, will I still be happy with this? You know, like, will I still appreciate this? And I think I will, you know, it, it's, that to me is what I like about my collection is I've got just stuff that I think, you know what, no matter what happens with the hobby, LeBron James will always be LeBron James. I'll always be a Chargers fan. Um, you know, I can live with that. So that's the way of my thinking right now. I think it comes in time. Some people, you know, from day one know what they want to do. They know to collect Kobe or Shaq or Jordan or whoever. Me, it was a little different. <laughs> I was just kind of, you know, an Aussie in America, sort of like, wow, cool cards. This is cool. It's like a cool hobby to, you know, keep me busy in the winters in Philadelphia in my basement. Um, but now it's more like it's compacted and I'm trying to get more focused, you know. <laughs> for sure so well, yeah well said man i uh i don't have anything to add that was really well said yeah uh, so speaking of rookies of the year and kind of like going to the other end of this um what do you think about the zion hype and craze and um all that yeah. stuff yeah i've talked to a few people about this um i honestly i remember seeing zion videos like three years ago on instagram or something youtube and I thought, wow, this, this kid looks insane. You know, he's playing against kids that are probably 50 to 100 pounds lighter, <laughs> maybe maybe like a foot shorter, and he's just doing these monster dunks. And then I saw him in college, and he looks, he looks good, you know. But I just feel like right now, I mean, I'm sort of staying away from the Xeon hype just because of the prices of all this stuff. I think it's very... Um, it's very high, especially for the college stuff. I think, you know, once the, the pro uniform stuff comes out, especially like National Treasures, Prism, um, that college stuff, I think is going to go down unless he, you know, comes out and he's just killing it every night. Um, but I think he's a great player and I really want him to do well. But in terms of hobby, I just think it's, it'd be great to pull um, Xeon card in a pack, you know, if you just bought like a box or a pack and you get a Xeon auto, that's fantastic. But right now I think 
you know, you can buy a lot of cool LeBron stuff and Michael Jordan. You could buy some Jordan autos, you know, for less than some of these Xeon cards. So to me, that just doesn't really make any sense at all. Not right now anyway. Maybe in a couple of years I'll be, you know, eating my words. But right now I just think from a from an investment point of view, like, you know, it, it might become like a really, really good investment, but it's a big, at those prices, it's a big, big gamble, you know? So that's the way I see it. Do you think that Panini's going to overprint his stuff? Uh, I do. I do, man. And the sad thing is, is, you know, box prices are going to be more than they ever have, you know? So, you know, just for a box of Prism, it's, I don't even know what it's going to be, but I remember being at the 2016 national and I bought a case of Prism hobby 15, 16, and it was 500 bucks from David Adams for 12 boxes, 500 bucks for a case you know, which I'd already bought some before that for around the same, I think for 550 or something, but they had a special at the, at the national and, you know, no one really cared too much about prism. Um, especially not 15, 16, because the prices were so low for boxes and, and it was great because, you know, you could buy a box for 50 bucks or whatever, 60 bucks. And, you know, like you weren't too disheartened about anything. It was just a lot of fun, you know, ripping that, but now, I mean, Prism's, what, 300 for a box. Um, and I feel like they're going to be even more this year. They're probably 400 bucks for a box. I don't know. Who knows? It might be more. It might be less. But, you know, the whole Xeon thing is going to really change not just collecting but busting, um, you know, buying even individual packs. Like if you want to buy just a couple of packs of something, you know, you're going to have to pay extra. And if you don't hit Xeon, I mean, there's some good rookies this year. I think it's a good class. but Time's going to tell, you know, we don't, no one knows anything right now. And that's, to me, that's what's kind of crazy about it all. Yeah. So you're not loading up on potatoes? No, nah. <laughs> no. Nah. I might buy like, I don't know, one of his game, no, his school used pencils or something. That'd be cool. <laughs> For those that don't know, there was like a Zion Williamson potato on eBay and it just had like letters Z and W on it. Someone was making a joke, but the bidding went up really high. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I did see that. I think someone put it on blowout and then I went to the link and I thought that was pretty cool. But I mean, like this is nothing to, again, this is nothing obviously to do with Zion. And I, I really hope he fulfills like his talent. Cause he, I mean, he's got enormous potential. Um, but just, you know, like we, we haven't seen one minute of NBA yet. So we'll see what happens. You know, maybe he's going to be the superstar, the next LeBron or whoever, you know, and there's, there's definitely two sides be, that, you know, people will be happy with it, you know, with their investments. So, hey, let's see what happens, eh? Yeah, I, I definitely think there's two sides. One being the hobby side that I'm staying away from and then the, like, realistic, you know, yeah. him as an NBA player needing to grow as a rookie and, like, get better little by little. It's it's a little bit – we're pushing it too fast on him on the hobby side. Yeah, I agree, man. I think, you know, people just need to be patient as well. I'm, You know, I always uh, watch um, my friend Jimmy Mayan – Kentucky basketball cards. I always watch his videos um, on Instagram and you know, that guy, I know he's, he's probably got a bigger budget than most of us and his collection is incredible, but you know, he, he has a lot of good advice too. I mean, he doesn't, hasn't just got that collection just from, you know, just jumping in and throwing his money into, he, he always says like, you know, just be patient. You know, if you want a card, be patient and 
wait maybe like down the track you'll be able to get it for a lot less than you know right now he especially i remember i think it was we were talking about he was talking about zeon and um you know just how how pricey it is and he was saying you know like people just be patient with this product because once the nba stuff official nba product comes out you know that's going to fully just take over and you know right now things are pretty high like very high so i think people should be patient see what happens hopefully we all end up getting the right end of it you know what i mean for sure um so i got two questions to finish it up um first one is is uh pretty generic but what's your favorite thing about the hobby um you know what my favorite thing is it's funny because initially when i got back into in 2012 i had a facebook account but i didn't i still do but i don't do any dealing on there with cards like all the dealings i do is either ebay or instagram or blowout um and i wasn't on blowout i had no instagram um but over time i think the best part of it which was like at the national this year um a couple months ago was just the interaction i have with some of the people i've met are really cool people and just you know we're all on the same level like we all understand you know what what we're into, you know, it's kind of like, um, people who are into like star Wars are like, you know, they're on a, they're on like a, they're on a same level and they're on, you know, it's their thing. It's their passion and their love. But, um, yeah, mainly just, I think obviously cards are great. I do like buying boxes and, you know, ripping packs every now and then I get that urge and a lot of the time I lose, but if, you know, hitting a really good card is really cool. It's probably the best thing, but I just think like the friends I've made as well, you know, like at the national, was the first time I'd met a lot of people that I'd known for years, you know? So, um, like, uh, my friend, Brad Beeman, B sports, who me and him were in break rooms four, five years ago. Um, and we used to chat all the time and to actually, we we were hanging out all day at the national every day, um, him and his son and to meet him and, you know, Kiki and like Kentucky, Jimmy, Jimmy Mayan, like Kentucky basketball cards. Like he sent me packages before, of just charges cards, like $400 cards who just ship them to my house without even telling me what it is, you know, just stuff like that. I'm just like, what? Like, that's pretty cool. You know? Um, but you know, just meaning like everyone was just great, you know, yourself, um, RBI crew, which I met them at the last national, but Ryan and, uh, all the guys at his tables, like they're just super friendly people and they have the passion. Um, you know, some of the dealers there are a bit more like, you know, money it's you know it's very money driven but uh some some of the people you honestly feel like they just enjoy the hobby and their heart's in the right place with it and it's you know yeah they've got some high-end collections but it's not really about the cash it's more about just what they like and just you know interacting with each other every day on social media you know so that's probably my favorite part because i spend a lot of time on social media so you know I'd have to say that's the best part, you know, just messaging people and, you know, just sharing stuff. That's cool. For sure. Can you yep. read more on that one? Um, and uh, the opposite, what, what's uh, something that you think can be improved? I don't want to say what's your least favorite because I want to phrase it in a way <laughs> about the solution, but what, what's something yeah. you, think, you think can be improved? Um, I think improvement could come, well, with the whole recent thing with like trimming and the grading stuff, obviously grading. I think the grading companies, you know, they go through so much stuff 
and I don't want to say that, you know, they're useless or anything. Cause I mean, they're going through so many cards every day. Um, I think it's probably got to a point where maybe they're, they're trying to work too fast and they're not catching up on stuff. So I think grading definitely needs to be improved because, you know, you can't be having all those cards being that badly altered. And, you know, there's guys on Wallout that are just finding out all the information themselves, which, you know, they're not even detectives or not, not that we know that they might be, but you know what I mean? They're just everyday guys who are finding all this out, you know? So I think, you know, grading is such a big part of the hobby and everyone's, you know, some people would like swear by like, Oh, I've got PSA tens. I've got gem mints, you know? And it's like, well, okay, that's cool. But you know, if the grading companies can't pick up alteration or trimming, I mean, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know, like it just takes a lot of, a lot of credibility away from like just the whole thing of grading and collections. So I'm sure that, you know, most cards out there are good, but you know, that's one of them. Another one is prices of, uh, of boxes and packs. You know, these days it's, um, it's got to really, like I said, $50 boxes of prism only three or four years ago. And now people are just where we have to pay. Like, it's all good if you go on a break and you buy like a team. I mean, even some of the breaks, you know, if you buy like the Mavericks this year with Doncic, you know, it's like a $600 spot and just, you know, you, you better hit if you're paying that money to get in a break, you know, you better hit something. So I just think the prices of wax is getting really crazy. Um, and it's taken fun out of it because I do like buying boxes and, you know, just opening packs and, but it's getting real crazy, man. It is, you know, so anyone who's been around for a while, I'm sure there's guys who've been around longer than me, but you know, that'd say the same thing. I think the two things are the grading and the prices of wax and packs and stuff. I, I, I think they, they're just getting a little crazy. Yeah. Especially for guys like you that, that treat boxes and packs is just the fun side, right? You're not looking to make money or, you know, yeah. flip it and stuff. Well, like the last couple of years, I've been buying a lot of retail and I know retail, you know, you can't get a lot of the, the good hits and that, but you know, like retail is still the same, you know, like blaster boxes and that have been the same price for years. And you know, it's fun. It's accessible. I have one shop here in Austin, which is really cool. Um, Kenny's collectibles, um, that I go to and he's a really great guy. And he's always saying like, you know, he, he's trying to keep everything as low as he can for everyone because he needs to stay in business. But you know, it's really hurting, um, you know, card shops. And I like going to card shops because, you know, just, just going in there and interacting with people, like I said, who have the same interests and you know, it, it's, it's real interaction. It's not online buying a box off, off David Adams. Don't get me wrong. I like David Adams. They have good deals, but you know, going into a shop, buying a box, interacting with the owner, you know, talking cards and that, that's really cool to me. So I really, uh, I think that's, I'm hoping, you know, with this Xeon craze, we can still buy a box or two and have fun, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. All right, man. Well, really appreciate you coming on. This is a great chat. Um, thanks for the, you know, the advice on the consolidation and some of the, the uh, Zion stuff. I really appreciate it. Yeah, cool, man. Thanks for having me. And, you know, like I said, it's not, you know, I'm no, no expert, but it's just how I feel. And I just, you know, I think at the end of the day, just have fun and, 
you know, with spending and breaking, just if you do it within your means, everyone has a different life and everyone's got different positions and how much they can handle of it. So, you know, just focus and do what you can, you know, that's my only advice I could give. Well, let's end it there then, man. Perfect. Well said. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks buddy. See ya. Cheers, man.